Greetings, and welcome to Dang That's Weird, where we take a look at life's weirdest moments. My name is Spencer Worth Davis, and this week we're talking with Chelsea. Chelsea, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. So basically the way this works is I just have one question for you, and that is, what is the strangest thing that you've ever experienced? Um... So for me, I I don't really have any myself because um, I think I'm kind of one of those people who I, when I describe it to my friends, I say that I'm like a molder who wishes or sorry, I'm a scully who wishes they were a molder. <laughs> okay, um, sure, I just sure. initially think like that. But um, I have these two stories from um, they're my great grandma's stories, I guess. And they've just been told to me. Um, one of them involves my grandma as well. So um, just should I just go with those? Yeah, go into yeah, it. Let's get into it. All right. Um, So the first one's for my grandma. I just have to pull up my little notes here from her. Um, But this is one like I've heard many times in my life from her. It's a really quick story. But um, my great grandmother, so um, my grandpa's mom could read teacups. And uh, my grandma tells the story. This is something that she and her friends used to just go and get done sometimes. So um, one time my great grandma read my great my grandmother's teacup rather and uh sorry just to her, really quickly what what does that process actually look like like is that the same as reading teacups. tea leaves ah, or that's what it is yeah yeah so teacups tea leaves however you phrase it and i guess i honestly i don't know where um this tradition with her came from like i don't know if this is something that she just like learned as an adult or if this is something that was like passed down to her i don't know much about uh, my great grandma so okay so you like you drink a cup of tea and then the pattern that's left at the bottom means something it's something like that it's like you read a cup or so you drink your cup and then you read it afterwards and depending on the placement of the leaves in the cup uh, it can mean different things so um you know good fortune or things like that really you know vague things i guess but sure as most fortune telling tends to be yeah yeah um so my uh yeah my grandma got her to read uh her teacup so my grandma's name is mary um this is how little i know about my great grandma i don't know her name offhand it's not good but um my grandma's mary so fine yeah. it is what it is so yeah. mary's mom mary, mary's my grandma yeah mary no sorry mary's mother-in-law so uh, Mary's mother-in-law, this is how she tells the story. She says, my mother-in-law used to read teacups. Everybody used to get their teacups read back then. You would go with the girls at lunch or something. It was an outing. She told me I would burn my hand. She didn't say how and she didn't say when. She just said to watch around the fire and all that. My grandma likes to end, you know, her sentences with and all that. She's telling stories. So that's like a pretty specific event, but. If you don't put any time constraints on it, like everyone probably will eventually burn themselves if given enough time. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it stands to reason. And that was kind of like my grandma's take on it, too. Like my I think my grandma and I think similarly, my grandma's like, yeah, okay, (laughs) you know, that's whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's something that sounds specific, but without any other details, like could mean a bunch of different things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're going to burn it in two days or 50 years. When's this going to happen? Right. Um, and are we talking like my coffee was a little too hot or I have third degree burns and I need to go to the yeah, ER? Exactly, like, there's exactly. a wide range of possibilities here. Yeah. 
So um, I, the only thing my great grandma said to my grandma was watch yourself around the fire. And uh, th- that was it. My grandma didn't really think anything of it. But then a couple of days later, they went fishing in uh, Whitemouth. So it's a place like I'm in Winnipeg. It's not too far from Winnipeg. It's a great fishing spot. A lot of people still fish there. Um, so yeah, this would have been probably like the, the 40s or 50s. So uh, my grandma was cooking eggs on a wood stove. And I think she stepped away, like she was done cooking and she stepped away to let the grease settle. I've never used a wood stove in my life, but she explained it to me. She said that, you know, you take the top off to cook on a wood stove um, and you'd put like, there's fire in the stove. And I guess she, um, I think she put the top back on and then put like the pan on top so that the grease would cool and she could like get rid of it. Um, And she stepped away and one of her friends who was there fishing with everybody um, I guess he came by and he took, uh, the, the top off the stove and he put the grease or the pan like right back onto the fire. So the grease got hot again. And when my grandma came back, um, it was just absent-minded. Um, she grabbed the pan and the grease splashed on her hand and she got burned. So that's where, you know, the, the, that okay. came around, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you said this was just a few days later. Yeah. Just a couple of days later. And, yeah, okay. you know, the stories remain the same. Yeah. She's told me that many times and she still has this like, like healthy skepticism about it, you know, but. Okay. Well, like coincidences obviously happen, but that's fairly specific and a, a very quick turnaround. Like, yeah. Do you know if that was the, like the only thing that she saw in the reading or were, were there 20 predictions and this was just the one that happened to actually hit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, I have no idea that could be the case. Because honestly, if if that's all you saw and then it happened 2 days later, like that's that's a pretty good prediction. Yeah, yeah, it's uh you know, it like it's such an odd prediction to or whatever, like an odd read to get and like, you know, very specific and that she burned her hand 2 days later and, you know. It's one of those things that feels more believable because if you were going to fabricate something, you would probably come up with something that was, I don't know, a little more dramatic or like a better, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where it's like anytime I hear these stories, I'm like, you know what? I believe them because they're kind of mundane. Like there's not, you know, yeah, for sure. really big elaborate thing. It's something you could tell in like two or three sentences. And it's, you know. yeah, I, I tend to put slightly more faith into that type of prediction and obviously people making these types of predictions could be aware of this factor as well. But the, something <laughs> yeah. about those types of more, I guess, mundane predictions feel more believable or plausible, I guess, because like most days, nothing huge or significant or life changing does happen. You know, like maybe yeah. the most notable thing about tomorrow is that you're going to burn your hand. Yeah. <laughs> God, exactly. So yeah, like I've got one more from, uh, from my great grandma. Um, and this one I think is like the, the cool one. <laughs> um, so the, I, I like asked my mom to like retell me the story too, to make sure I had the details right in my grab or what she said was that like the, the facts remain the same, like the gist of the story remains the same, but like, depending on, you know, which relative you talk to, you might hear a couple different details, but Um, The way this story goes is she, uh, my great grandma was at home one day, as she was, I guess, often, 
Um, and one of her sons came by. Um, I don't know if it was my grandpa or not. He had three brothers, so it could have been one of them. Um, but he came by for lunch and was like, hey, can you read my tea leaves? And she didn't want to. She was really reluctant. But I guess he pressed her. And she said, OK, I will. And reluctant in the sense of like, I just don't want to be bothered with this right now or reluctant. Yeah. Like I sense there's something bad about whatever prediction I'm going to make. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, it's really interesting, though. So she she didn't want to, but she did. She gave in after he asked a couple times and they finished their tea and she read his cup and she saw an angel in his cup, I guess. And based on its placement, her placement, her reading was that somebody close to him was going to pass away soon. And she died the same day of a heart attack. So, um, wait, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, that's wild. And then secondly, the reluctance, like the reluctance to do it, but then also the lack of specificity that it's going to be someone close to you, but not necessarily me right like if the reluctance was because she felt yeah yeah well and I think like they did the reading and just assumed like uh maybe like it's gonna be a friend or something you know right um but yeah the reluctance is is interesting and I don't know maybe she didn't feel well or something or she thought like or maybe like I'm dying and (laughs) don't make me read your tea leaves right now but (laughs) yeah yeah, that too. <laughs> like, but that's that's crazy. Yeah. Was this something that she just did for like friends and family and stuff or like how seriously did? I don't know. And like, I wish I did. Yeah. Because um, like she had a really interesting life. Uh, I like from what I know about it. Um, how so? Well, I what I learned about her recently was that um if the Spanish flu never happened, I probably wouldn't exist because her first husband died of the Spanish flu. Like she's, she's from the state. So she like is from Chicago or like somewhere in Illinois. And, um, her first husband, um, she had two kids with him. He got the Spanish flu, um, and he died within like a couple days and she had two young sons and was like, didn't know what to do. So she came to uh, Canada and, met my great grandpa and then they had kids, but it's just like a weird, like I, I never do that until a couple of weeks ago. My mom just kind of brought it up. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. weird. I would imagine though, at the same time, if you look back far enough in any of our family histories, a lot of what in retrospect look like very specific things had to have happened for us to be where we are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. But yeah, that does seem like kind of a big one to be like, uh, Canada. Yeah, my, I know. My, <laughs> my, my husband's dead. Let's see what's going on in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I don't understand how they made their way here because she had a sister who lived uh, like close to the border. So in Emerson, it's like a town in Manitoba that's very close to Fargo um, or whatever. Grand Forks, maybe. I don't know the map. Uh <laughs> but she had a sister who lived there, but I still don't understand where where they decided to come to Canada because they're from the States. So. Well, I would assume the T told them that they should <laughs> investigate Canada. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. I wonder if you can apply it to your. Well, I was going to say, I wonder if you can apply it to your own life, but 
apparently not, because if she could, she would have gotten the information that she was dying later that day. Yeah, she might have. I always find myself getting caught up on like the logistical aspects of how paranormal stuff might work. Yeah. Like yeah. with this, where, where is that information coming from? Which I realize is probably an unanswerable question, but then in addition, like, why is it so vague? If, why couldn't you just tell me? <laughs> it's the same thing that I, I kind of think of with like tarot readings and yeah. stuff like that. I think like you could get something out of a reading and be like, Oh yeah, that totally applies to me. But it's also, it's usually pretty vague and it could apply to anybody. Right. You know, somebody will, everybody will get something out of it. Right. Which then usually leads me to, well, okay, that must be by design so that it's just vague enough that you could apply it. Most people could apply it in some way to their own life and, you know, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. But in these two cases that we're talking about, they're both of these are fairly specific and not yeah something you could take a whole lot of other information from or like there's not a whole lot of room for interpretation in them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you tell me that someone in my family is going to die soon, there aren't really <laughs> yeah. too many like general applications for that information other than like <laughs> maybe I should be anxious for the foreseeable future. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I feel like in most you know for predictions or fortune telling that kind of stuff it usually has to be vague enough that, you know, if I'm looking for it for the next few days, like I could find something that could be interpreted as aligning with what they said. And this like these stories don't really fall into that. These two are like, you're going to burn yourself and I'm out of here. <laughs> like There's there's not a whole lot else that you could take from it. There's I don't know what it is about teacups. It's like my grandma, I, my grandma has one story. It's not from my great grandma, but it's like the same kind of thing where there was a really specific um, thing that was said. But my grandma actually went like most of her life. My grandma's still alive, but she went most of her life being like, yeah, that one was stupid. Nothing came of it. Um, so she got her teacups read once and they told her she'd be married twice. And she she never remarried. Like my grandpa passed away um, when, you know, just before he was 70 and she never remarried. Um, but then at some point, like somebody pointed out to her that she did get married twice. Um, like they got married to each other twice. They got married once in the Catholic church and once in the Anglican church. Cause she was Catholic and he was Anglican. So, um, huh. okay. Yeah. I, I do love the idea of like, well, that one was wrong. You know, like can't win them all. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Or I wonder if there are like, do you, do you do readings sometimes and the cups just, don't say anything like they just don't feel like talking that day. I mean, I've never done one. I've like, I, I really want to though. Yeah. Now yeah, I feel like I need to do one. I don't know who does them. This didn't get passed down to anyone else in your family. It was, it was just something your great grandma did. No, just my great grandma. I think that like, um, my grandma was like pretty Catholic and I feel like she wasn't, of course she went out with her friends and would get her teacups right at lunch, but I feel like she didn't like the idea of it. Like it was not something yeah. to, uh, you know, play around with. The The Catholics love their superstitions, but not a big fan of other no. people's superstitions. <laughs> <so true>. yeah. <laughs> We're all for weird, mysterious shit, as long as it's our very specific brand of it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, those are two very interesting stories. Thank you so much for sharing them. 
You bet. Well, I feel like now you got to go get your teacups read, right? Like we got to find someplace that does this. I think that's the end of this story. Yeah, I've got to got to do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. There's got to be somebody who still does that, right? Somewhere. Yeah. I know there's like, there's fortune telling people here, like, go and do your, I, I don't even know what the fortune telling is these days, but I know there's places you can get like your cards read and stuff. So. Yeah. Like, are we still using crystal balls or is it all on zoom now? Or like <laughs> my only frame of reference is professor Trelawney from uh, yeah, Harry Potter yeah. reading the, the tea leaves in the bottom of the cup. So me too. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chelsea, for hanging out for a while and sharing these stories with us. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. After talking with Chelsea, I decided I wanted to try a tea leaf reading of my own, and I got in touch with Britta, who does many forms of divination, including tea leaf reading. She agreed to do a reading for me. I don't know a whole lot about this process or like divination in general. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like how you got into this and what role it plays in your life now? Absolutely. Um, so I have been able to see and communicate with spirits since I was very, very young. Like my grandparents would tell stories about me talking to my great grandparents that I never met in real life because they passed away before I was born. So, well. yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I was about 10 years old, I really just started getting into metaphysical, um, spiritual things. I was raised very Roman Catholic, but would sneak off to read my little magic books. At the time, Harry Potter was very popular. So, sure. of course, I was like, I'm a witch. Um, <laughs> but I really did dive so far into it and then found out that I do have these, like, feelings or senses or messages that I get from the universe, whoever, the gods, the stars, whatever you want to call it. I feel them. And... Mm -hmm. I started becoming enthralled with learning how to tune into that. So for the last 20 years, I've been studying and practicing and working with practitioners all over the world that also have these abilities. And I don't like to say I'm a medium. I don't like to necessarily say I'm psychic. I just, I have the ability to do this. I can tune into the universe in that way. And I receive the messages and I give them when I can. So is it, I mean, would you describe it as like any other skill where maybe naturally you, you have some like natural ability, but then also it's cultivated and practiced and refined and. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree that if you think that you have the ability to do something like that and you 
practice and learn. It's like a sport. It's like training your muscles to recognize movements and patterns and things like that so that you can yep. make it second nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, I would imagine just like the repetition and practice so that yeah. you're not, that it becomes more natural rather than something you're like, I'm just thinking of other, other skills that you develop, like playing an instrument or something. You're not yeah. thinking about what Absolutely. your hands are doing while you're playing. You know, you've done enough times that it is just, it becomes reactionary or like intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what, do you remember the moment you said you were like 10? Do you mm -hmm. remember what made you think for the first time, like, oh, this is something that I can do? Or was there like a specific moment or was it just an interest that then sort of like you pulled on? It was just an interest I pulled on. I was yeah. always fascinated with um, anything metaphysical, anything um, magic related in any way too. Just, it, it was always something that I was fascinated in. And being raised in the church, I was not vibing with that. <laughs> I yeah, I gotta agree. imagine there weren't weren't a whole lot of 10 year old Catholics, uh, exploring that path. <laughs> not really, not really. I was most certainly, um, keeping that <laughs> quiet from everyone else. My family is also Middle Eastern. So it's very much, um, you know, a heavy presence in the family is the church and the religion and those ways. Yeah. But then my grandma and my great grandma would read coffee grounds. And that's how I learned to read okay. tea leaves. Did you learn from them or that was just sort of like your introduction to the practice in general? They never taught me. I just okay. observed them. I watched them do it and I would see what they were pointing out. And then once I started really getting into learning divination, because the first form of divination I practiced was tarot. Gotcha. Tell me more about this reading that we're going to do today. How, how is this all going to work? So typically when we do a tea reading, you're going to be the one who's um, drinking it yourself so that you're asking the universe the question while you're drinking in the stuff. Um, but in this case, I've got it steeping here with stuff to enhance the divination and get it more powerful so I can link into it and really get a clear reading. So I've got it with just black tea. There's stimulates the conscious mind. We've got marigold for um, marigold and mugwort dispels unwanted um, questions and spirits and stuff like that from coming in and trying to interfere. Um, cornflower for opening up my third eye, hibiscus for divination, um, and then lemon balm and orange peel for success in the reading. What are you actually like, what are you looking for in the, in the leaves? Like what, a, what, <laughs> and what are you getting from what you see, if that makes sense? So, um, I just look for images, like anything that I can see that's going to um, link to a symbol that has some kind of meaning to it. So for example, like a key or a knife or a horseshoe, 
or a son. There's so many different things that mean different things. Um, and the positioning on the cup also plays a part in that image. So the farther out of the cup, the farthest ring, when it's upside down and I'm reading it, it's going to be more distant from the time of the reading. The cup itself is supposed to symbolize one whole calendar year, the circle of a year. I'm going to start drinking it because it's ready. Okay. And what, what do I need to do? What am I focusing on? Um, so I don't typically do specific questions. It's more of a, um, like asking the universe what you need to know. But if you have a specific question that you're looking for an answer for, um, now would be the time to start really thinking about that. And okay. And do you want me to share that with you or am I just like internally focusing on that? You're more than welcome to share it with me. It's, um, it's one, it's the preference of the person who's getting the reading. Okay. So if you want to share your question with me, you absolutely can. Sure. Um, I've been in the process of, uh, applying for and interviewing for a couple of times, um, a new job that would be like a big change from what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if it's so much a specific question as much as it is like sort of general guidance or clarity around, uh, what, yeah, what to do there. Absolutely. So you're just really mostly wanting to know if this is the right move, if, yeah, staking it yeah, exactly. all on the line is worth it. Yeah, yeah. it would be a, okay. a big shift career-wise um, mm-hmm. that I'm excited about. I think it could be really good, but it would just be like, you know, a big change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a lot of variables there that you have to think about. Yeah. Is it something that you, um, like, out of your comfort zone? Uh, it would be a little bit of a stretch, yeah. Um or like a different application of, you know, the, the skills that I have and the, the ways that I've applied them in the past. Um, and sort of with like slightly higher stakes, maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, I've primarily worked for myself for the last few years, and this would be working for a large company doing, you know, mostly the stuff I've done for myself for the last few years, but in like a much more, uh, I guess, official capacity. Okay. I'm just about done with the tea. It's about halfway done. And then How is it? Uh, it's actually really disgusting. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> they're really gross. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, the herbs that I used in combination aren't the greatest. Okay. Do you, so do you have to drink the whole thing? Is that the way this works? Just the glass, just the cup of yeah. it. Um, yeah. I steep a whole pot. Okay. But, um, yeah, just the cup. I just flipped the cup 
Um, and I'm going to start reading here in a minute. Okay, great. Right off the bat, I'm seeing a pig, which means good luck. Okay. And that's going to be within... So when I'm looking at this, the cup's supposed to symbolize a year. So this is going to be in the six-month area range of that year. Okay. I'm seeing... I'm seeing a bird, and it's looking like a peacock to me. So I'm going to go with... Um, that one just symbolizes success, legacy. Sorry, I'm just trying to get the message, and I know I get quiet. I've got a butterfly here, too. What's a butterfly? Um, butterfly is going to be um, good news. Like, you're going to get good news. Okay. And... And then with the peacock, that means legacy. So I'm thinking that that's connected to, for sure because they're close to each other. Okay. Um, and sorry, could you, what do you say about the, there was like a time component to the, the peacock? Oh, um, so the cup itself symbolizes one year. So when I'm holding it oh, in my left hand, um, the quadrants of it are going to be one to three months, six to nine months. Got it. That kind of thing. Um, So the quadrant in which the peacock and the butterfly are both in is going to be in that six-month range. If you're looking for, like, an exact timing of things. Um, So it looks like specifically the peacock and the butterfly are within, like, direct good news is coming with, bringing on success and fortune within that six-month range. Okay. Um, off to a strong start. <laughs> yeah, off to a very strong start. I'm liking that. Uh, yeah, so I have a rose for sure. That is um, another really clear indicator of good fortune. Damn. I know, this is looking really good, Spencer. <laughs> I like this. How many, like, total symbols are there? Like, thousands. The ones that I'm seeing on this, though, specifically. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm seeing six. Okay. So I am getting, like, a pitchfork-ish, like, a symbol. That doesn't sound great. It's not bad. It's just a warning to look out for deceit. Uh, Somebody could be trying to take advantage of you, but this is going to be like almost an entire year down the line is when that's coming. Is that somebody might try to take advantage of you. So just keep that in mind. Damn, that's a long time to be skeptical of people. All right. Well, (laughs) you can't think of it that way. It's just, it'll... When you get into that situation, you're going to think, oh my gosh, this is the situation. This is the moment that she was talking about that I had to really look out for. Okay. Because it'll come to you. You'll know it exactly when it's happening. So out of the six symbols that I'm seeing, the only one that is questionable is the one that somebody's going to try and take advantage of you but everything else a peacock 
We've got a butterfly, a rose, stalks of grass, just meaning abundance. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel hey, wait, about what that? Was that? You said there were six total? Um, I'm seeing or, six total. Yeah. One, two, three, four. So wait, six. what was the sixth one then? Um, stalks of grass. Um, and then I have just... Um, I don't know how to explain it because it doesn't really look <laughs> like what the message is um, like coming through as, but it's a, f a fan. It just means pleasant news, success, association with uh, success and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems all like pretty, I mean, five out of six seem pretty strongly uh, correlated or like oh, yeah. pointing in one direction. Absolutely. Can I ask if you're going to California for something? Uh, I well, <laughs> I know you I don't was about have to, to say tell me. I, I was about to say I'm not, but I actually am in in January, but unrelated to okay any, any of the other stuff I was asking about. That might be a good time to network. Okay. Yeah. Just to let you know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. where, can I ask where? What's the California like? Where does that come from? Um, or what, how did? Why did you ask I, that? I don't really know how to explain it. I just uh, I am psychic. I've been working on uh, receiving messages from the universe for a really long time, and I just popped in my head. Something uh -huh. said uh, network in California. So I mean. It's probably a pretty good place for it. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I am going to be there in a few months, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it might be a good time um, cool. in association with that reading specifically that the Great. universe would like you to know. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's funny that you brought up specifically the, the six month window because that job I was telling you about it would actually initially be a six month contract that okay. then would be like potentially renewed. Okay. Uh, so that's interesting. In, yeah. Especially in the context of all the other, like generally, you know, uh, positive things that you were seeing there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good sign. I think it's something that you should seriously, seriously consider. Okay. It's going to lay out, it's going to lay out for you really well. Great. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Britta. This has been uh, very, very enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew Anytime. almost nothing coming into this, so thank you. Is there anything that you want to let people know about or uh, direct people's attention to before we go? Um, I think just keeping up in mind when the universe is telling you something, follow your gut because your intuition is really... Um, it's really there for you. It's really gonna set you on the right path. All right. It's been about a week since I did that reading with Britta and I just found out that I did not get the job that I was interviewing for, but I did set a reminder to watch out for pranks nine to 12 months from now. So I'll keep you updated on how that goes. And with that, we have reached the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
Dang That's Weird is a production of Duvid Media. Make sure to check out all of our amazing shows at duvid.media. If you have a story that you'd like to share, you can send me an email at spencer at dangthatsweird.com or you can leave a voicemail at 612-208-2744. And until next time, keep it weird. Duvid Media.